Hilchos Avedis Kechavim Laws of Idol Worship, Perek Shlishi, Chapter Three. In this Perek, the Rambam addresses Mitzvahs four through twelve, which is not to serve Avedis Zara in a normal fashion, not to bow to it, not to make an idol for oneself, not to make an idol for anyone else, not to make an idol for decoration, not to persuade a group, a community to uh, worship idols. Persuading an individual is also forbidden, but that's a different prohibition in tomorrow's chapter. To burn a city that has been a majority persuaded to worship idols, not to rebuild it, and not to benefit monetarily from any of its property. The person who worships idols deliberately, brazenly, uh, you know, willfully, deliberately, in other words, he knows it's forbidden, and he knows what the punishment is. Chayiv Karis, he's liable for uh, excision, which means dying before the age of 60. It also has tremendous spiritual repercussions, as the Rambam says in Chashchuvah. If they're witnesses, and he was warned prior to doing so by those witnesses, by any witnesses, this goal, he is stoned. If he was accidental or, or inadvertent, inadvertent meaning that he did not know this particular act is forbidden so you thought for example Judaism allows a person to worship a particular star or as the Ramam says he knew it was forbidden and he knew that the punishment is stoning he just did not know excuse me he knew it was forbidden he did not know what the punishment is so maybe carbon chatos then in that case he brings a sin offering kavua which is established regardless of his financial status I stand corrected. Karis, the person would die before the age of 55. Many different forms of service have been established by the idolaters for every different idol, for every different form. The service of this one is different than the other. For example, that the way you serve it is that a person defecates in front of it. Mercury, its service is you throw stones at it, or you remove stones away from in front of it. Many different types of services and this nature have been established for the various types of idols. Therefore, if one defecates before Mercury, instead of throwing stones, or he throws stones at Pu'er instead of defecating, Pu'er, he is not liable, although forbidden, until he serves it in its normal fashion. The Pasuk says, How did these nations serve their gods? I will do the same. So you see, that has to be the same manner. And because of this, the court must know the different forms of service because you cannot stone the worshiper until you can ascertain that he served it in a normal manner. The prohibition in the Torah regarding these types of services is what it says. You shall, you shall not serve them. This is where it says specifically the prohibition of idol worship. Now, when does this, this apply? That we said in the previous halacha, that in order to be liable for worshiping Avedazar, to be chayav, you have to worship it in its normal fashion. With the other types of services, chutz, with the exceptions of Mishtachavet, one who bows down, with Zeveach, offers a slaughter as a sacrifice, or Maktir, offers a burnt offering of an animal or incense or anything else, or pours wine, offers a libation in honor of the idol. Avel, however, 
Aval, however, over the Bachas, if somebody uses one of these four manners and serves an idol in that fashion, bowing, slaughtering a sacrifice, offering a burnt offering, or a libation, Chayev is liable. Chayev is liable. Even though that's not the formal fashion to worship this idol. Ketzad Hauso, for example. If one offered wine as a libation for Peor, rather than serving in the normal fashion of defecating, he slaughtered a sacrifice to Marculius rather than the normal fashion of throwing stones. Chayev is liable. Shemar, it says, whoever offers a sacrifice to any god, uh, will be destroyed, be put to death. But Hashem Levadim may only be done for Hashem Himself. Now we already know. Now we already know that one is forbidden to worship the idol in its normal fashion. But then here, here it says that if you were offer a sacrifice to any god except Hashem, that is forbidden, regardless of whether it's normal or not. So we know that offering a sacrifice, slaughtering a sacrifice was part of the general prohibition of serving idols. Why was it singled out? to tell you, if slaughtering a sacrifice is unique, it's one of the ways we serve Hashem. We don't serve Hashem by throwing stones. We do serve Hashem by offering sacrifices. And one of these sacrifices is a sacrifice. As far as a sacrifice to another, to a false god is stoned, whether that was a normal way of serving it through sacrifice, that's not a normal way, for example, Marcullius, where you throw stones. That tells us that everything in that category, which is unique in the sense that it's used to serve Hashem, if it's used to serve another god, whether that was a normal fashion, whether that's not normal fashion, he's liable, so that includes slaughtering a sacrifice, which you do for Hashem, offering up a sacrifice, a burnt offering of any sort, which you do for Hashem, and pouring wine libations. Kachnema, therefore, it says, you shall not bow to another god, meaning to any idol, whether it's that's normal fashion of serving it or not, to uh, prohibit and to make one for bowing to it, even if that's not the normal way of serving it. The same thing applies to one who uh, offers a burnt offering or pours wine. If one sprinkles the blood of the sacrifice or pours wine, those are both the same category and both are prohibited to any idol, whether regard whether it's the normal fashion of serving it or not. A separate process is necessary for bowing to any idol because that's not one of the, one of the ways that we formally serve Hashem in the Mishnah. Till now I've been saying that Menasech uh, means pouring wine, we'll now find out that I was incorrect. It does not only include, uh, it's not restricted to that only. If he pours feces before it, or he pours out urine from a urinal before it, he is liable even though it's not wine. That's considered a libation if done to serve the idol. as a grasshopper. But that's not liable. Unless that was a normal fashion of serving it, Let's try that again. So until now I've been saying that libation means wine. Now we'll find out that's not true. If a person pours feces or pours urine from a urinal before the idol, he's liable. He slaughters a grasshopper, putter. He's, he's putter because that's not considered a sacrifice. Unless, of course, that was a normal fashion to slaughter grasshoppers to the idol. If he offered, if he shechted an animal, but the animal was missing a limb. 
So he, if he slaughters an animal, but the animal was missing a limb, potter his potter limkin unless that was the normal fashion to worship this idol by slaughtering animals that are missing limbs. That is served, an idol which is served by beating a stick in front of it. If he breaks the stick in doing so in front of it, he's chayev for serving the idol, and the stick becomes forbidden to use because you cannot benefit from idols. Also, Bahano, Sarak Makal Bufna, if he threw the stick before the Chayev, he's also liable. The in Neseris, however, the stick, however, has not become prohibited. Shein of Zikas Hamakal, Kein of Zikas Dom, because throwing the stick is not like throwing blood. Shavei Damakal Dukamayashu, because the stick is as it is, Vadamis Pazer, but the blood sprinkles all over. However, when you break the stick, that's considered comparable to blood splattering, and therefore the stick becomes forbidden. Someone who accepts upon himself any idol as a god, he's liable to be stoned. Even if he picks up a, a brick and he says to it, you are my god, you are my god. Any manner of speech of this type, any such statement, he's liable. Even if immediately he retracts and says, this is not, this is not my god, his retraction is irrelevant, rather he is stoned. If someone serves an idol in its normal fashion, even though he did it to make fun of the idol, to degrade it, Chayev is liable. For example, someone defecates in front of Pa'er, which is a normal way of serving it, and he knows that, but he's doing it just to humiliate it. So he throws a stone at Mercury, which is a normal way of serving it, and he knows that. But he does so to, to scorn it, to degrade it. Since that's a normal way of serving it, Chayev is liable, or maybe because he was un- inadvertent in his intention, where he thought it's okay to do so to scorn it. So he's not Chayev Karas or Skila, but he is Chayev a carbon for his uh, Shkiga inadvertent sin. Someone serves the idol out of love. What is that of love? For example, he desires this idol in its service. Because its service was very attractive to him. In other words, he enjoyed very much the activity, but he did not actually have any belief in the validity of the idol. So he loves throwing stones, for example, but he didn't actually have any belief in the idol. Or he served it out of fear of it. Perhaps it'll, it'll, it'll harm him. In other words, he did not actually accept it as a god. He believes only in Hashem. But he believed that perhaps the, the idol has some powers of unholiness, of, of evil, that could influence what happens to him. As the as people who serve it believe, and they, they, they believe that doing so will help them or harm them. If and only if he accepts it as a god, then he's chayv But if he serves it even in its normal fashion, even in one of the four ways where you're liable across the board, from fear or from love, as described earlier. But not exact, actually accepting it as a god, the potter is not chayiv, he's, he's not liable for punishment or, or for a carbon. Hamagafif, if someone hugs the idol, the idol, someone kisses it, if someone sweeps, some rabbits, or mops the in front of it, someone washes it, anoints it with oil, or he clothes it, or puts shoes on it, or does any of these types of honorary things to it. It says, You shall not serve them. This is considered a form of service for the idol. 
Alfie came nonetheless. Any like Alachas man, he doesn't get Malkus for anything of this nature. Lefisha Enim Vedrish doesn't say explicitly in the Torah. This is a manner of serving the Avinazara. Needless to say, if one of these things, sweeping, mopping, etc., was the way you serve this idol, and he did it for the purpose of serving the idol, then he's chayiv, because he's considered like a vedavadazara. If a person got a splinter stuck in his foot in front of an idol, he should not bend down to remove it in patient near because this appears like he's bowing down to the idol. If his money becomes scattered in front of the idol, he shouldn't bend down to pick up his money because it looks like he's bowing to the idol. If he should sit down, then as he's sitting down on the ground, reach for the money and take the money. The images in front of the Avedizara, which uh, have water squirting, uh, uh, have water coming out of them. So, he should not put his mouth over the mouth of the aisle to drink like uh, one would from a water fountain. It looks like he's kissing the idol. If a person who makes or arranges to have made an idol for himself, he did not actually make it with his own hand, nor did he serve it yet, like he gets Malchus. The fact that he had a commission to be made, or the fact that he was made for him, it says, you should not make for yourself, or you can also translate this as, there should not be made for you, Pesel, or an image of Chotmuna, or any form. If someone makes with his own hand for somebody else, even though he made it for a non Jew, like he gets Malchus, should not make uh, molten gods for yourselves. Therefore, if a person makes Avedizara for himself, like a he gets Malkus two times. One for having an Avedizara made for himself, and one because, one, one because of the fact that he is the one who's making Avedizara. There are two separate prohibitions. Halacha Yud. A person is forbidden to make images even for decoration. Even though it's not for idolatrous purposes. Shadamar says, you should not make with me, and the passage continues and it says, gods of silver, gods of gold. Clever meaning to say, images of gold and silver, which only for decoration are also forbidden, so that the, 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 those who are prone to mistakes should not make mistakes, and think that, they're, that, they're, that they are for idolatrous purposes and be drawn to serve them. It's not forbidden to make an image for decoration. Only if it's the image of a person is, is the statue forbidden. Therefore, you're not allowed to make a human Im, uh, an image of a human. You cannot make a human image not with wood, nor with plaster, nor with stone. And that's providing that is a protruding image. You're going, for example, at seer an image, or a sculpture, that's in a in a in a uh, um, palace or a mansion for decoration the case of and the like as is common if a person does make such an image like he gets Malchus for this protruding image if however the image was engraved or it was painted like the images that are on uh, uh, portraits that are on uh, wooden, wooden or stone tablets, or images that are sewn in tapestry, that is permitted, so it's only forbidden if it's a human image, and it's only forbidden if it is protruding. If you have a ring that has an image of a person on the ring, 
So that is a problem. If it was a protruding image, also you're not allowed to uh, let it stay. You have to get rid of it. However, signing with it, using it as a, as a signet to make an imprint, an indentation on wax is not an additional problem because that's not a protrusion. It's the flip side, which is an indentation. If the image was an indentation, you're allowed to leave the ring to, to, to continue to exist. You're not allowed to sign the wax with it to cause a protrusion of the person. That will cause the image of a person which protrudes, which as we said in the previous is problematic. Now this that we said only that it's okay to have any image that's not a human only applies to things on the earth. It's forbidden to, to have it, it create an image of the sun or the moon. Or stars, constellations, or angels. Of course, you don't know what the angel looks like, but you sort of use your imagination based on as it's described in Tanakh. Um, you should not make with me any images. Don't make any images of my servants which serve before me on high even on a flat tablet. So it's forbidden to paint a picture of these things even on even if it's not protruding. Tourists have behemoths, however, the images of animals. Now, it's also possible to explain the Rambam when he refers, when he refers to the images of the sun and the moon that are forbidden, and in fact, they're forbidden even if it's on a flat uh, a tablet. That could be that the Rambam is actually referring to not the pictures of sun and the moon, but to idolatrous images that represent them. So, for example, Saturn represented by an old man, and Venus is represented by a young girl. That may be the prohibition he's referring to. But the actual planet itself, the sun and the moon, that may be permitted according to the Rambam, depending on how you understand his statements over here of forbidding images of the sun and the moon. Um, the images of animals, or other things on the earth that are alive, except for people. The images of trees or plants, like they may be uh, you may make big pictures of that of that sort. Even if it did protrude, because again, the only prohibition of protrusion is in the image of a person. So in the summation, according to the Ramah, apparently images of things in the world like animals, plants, and trees are always permitted even if it's protruding. The image of the sun and the moon is forbidden even if it's not protruding. And sun and the moon can mean the actual planet or it may actually mean only the... Uh, image representing it like an old person or a young girl but not the actual planet and the image of a person depends whether it's protruding or not protruding protruding is forbidden not protruding is permitted